Okay, we are beginning Sefer Ezra, Perik Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Uvsnas Achat Koresh Melech Paras. So just a word or two of introduction. It would not be an exaggeration to see that Ezra HaSofer, Ezra the scribe or Ezra HaKohen, was perhaps one of the most important leaders, Talmidei Chachamim, architects of Jewish history that we have in all our history. Um, Remember, Ezra comes at probably the key transition. We are now told we can leave Bavel. The exile is over. We can go to Yerushalayim and build the Bayez Sheni. However, there is no more Nevoah. There is no more sovereign nation. It's going to be, as we'll see, a very difficult job to get the people to move from Bavel, where they've grown very comfortable, to Yerushalayim. There is no more, as we've said, communication between, uh, there are no more kings, really. And so what Ezra does is lead the transition in the establishment of Anshe Knesset Hagdola, which we see is the group that has guided us really to this very day in Halacha. He establishes the Bezdin system. He establishes the system of Tzvila, because there is no more Nevoah, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, now they, we speak to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, not the Kaddish Baruch Hu directly to us. And these are all institutions that have lasted for centuries. Um, Sanhedrin, Chaf Aleph Amud Beis, says, Ra'ui haya Ezra shetitnan Torah ayideu Yisrael. Ezra would have been worthy to transmit the Torah to B'nai Yisrael on Har Sinai, Ilmale Kidume Moshe. If Moshe had not preceded him in history, in other words, he was totally worthy of Moshe Rabbeinu giving the Torah. The Medrash, in uh, tracing Ezra's genealogy as a Kohen, traces him directly to Aaron HaKohen, and says, and I quote, Aaron HaKohen, Ilu haya Aaron Koyam, haya Ezra Godol Mimenu. Were they living contemporaneously, Ezra would have been greater than Aaron HaKohen. And finally, leave it to Rev Schwab to have the last word in his very brilliant commentary on Ezra and Nehemiah. And I quote, with the exception of Moshe Rabbeinu, this is a direct quote, Ezra was the greatest Tamid Chacham who ever lived, close quote. And that's Rav Schwab. So you get the idea of the godless of the man and what he's accomplished, and we will go into that. Interestingly, paradoxically, Ezra himself does not appear until the sixth parak of what is an 11 parak safer of Ezra. Why? Moreover, before we answer that, 
Ezra does not go back in the first wave. He doesn't even go back in the second wave, a year later of Jews going up to Yerushalayim. He goes 23 years later, after the temple is completed. Why? The answer is that his Rebbe, Baruch Beneria, who was the last Talmud of Yirmiyahu, a direct Talmud, who the Rambam says is directly in the Masorah of the transmission of Torah from Moshe down to the Achronim. Baruch Benerio was over 100 years old, was ill, too ill, too weak to make the trip, and Ezra and the Talmudim would not leave their Rebbe. The Gemara in Megillah, says, and I'm paraphrasing, we learn from this, that Gadol Talmud Torah may binyan hamikdash, that because of what he did, you learn that it is more important to stay with the Rebbe, especially like Baruch Ben-Neria, than building the actual base hamikdash. So that is why he does not appear, as we say, until the 23rd year. So now, with that, let us begin the story of Ezra. Pasuk Ubishnas Achat Lekoresh Melech Paras. And in the first year of Koresh's reign, Melech Paras, this means as the Persian king, he was the king in the transition from Bavel, but this is his first year as the king of an undisputed empire of Paras. Lichlos Devar Hashem at the end of the period that the Kodesh Baruch Hu had told Yirmiyahu, and we've had this before, 70 years from the exile, you uh, will be visited by the Kodesh Baruch Hu, who will bring you back to Yerushalayim to rebuild the temple. We know we've run into problems with when do you start counting those 70 years. Some say it's Nebuchadnezzar's ascension to the throne. Balshetzar made that mistake and paid for it with his life and the empire. Some say it's when he, the first Golos of Yehoyachim, or Yehoyachin as we call him. Others say no, it's 18 years later because you dated from the actual destruction of the temple. Be that as it may, we're counting now from that first year after, the Golos Yehoyachim. So now, uh, after that Yirmiyahu prophecy, Heir es Ruach Koresh Melech Paras. The Kaddish Baruch Hu awakens the spirit of the king of Paras, Koresh. By the way, uh, Ibn Ezra says Koresh, he gets his name from the letters Kosher, because that's how virtuous he was as a king. So Melech Paras, now what does it mean the Kaddish Baruch Hu lit his spirit or awakened his spirit? One shot is he had a dream that he was told by the Kaddish Baruch Hu to go and let the people build the first temple. Another say Doniel, remember Doniel, who was the advisor, principal advisor to Nebuchadnezzar, is still the principal advisor to Koresh, that Doniel may have told him. Two, or three rather, he saw what happened to Belshazzar, the miscalculation. Now he's assured the calculation is over. He's going to send them back. And finally, and probably the best one, 
is that somehow Zoniel must have pointed out to him, and this is miraculous, a Nevoah in Yeshayahu. And remember, this is 160 years before Koresh. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, Yemriyahu says in the name of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kolamar Hashem l'meshicho l'koresh. He names Koresh 160 years before Koresh ascends the throne. Asher hechzakti b'yemino, I have strengthened his right hand, l'rad of goyim, to conquer many nations. Umosnei malachim afateach, I will open his royal, the loins, and he will open the doors and the gates below Yisqaru, the temple, and they will not be closed. So that is the vision that Koresh gets, and he doesn't waste a minute. Uh, he sends out a voice proclamation. This could be by runners, or it could be by messengers to his entire Malchus. And remember, Koresh at that time, the Persians ruled the whole known world. We saw Ahasuerus, or we will see Ahasuerus, 127 provinces going from India to Ethiopia to Asia Minor. And so Koresh sends out a proclamation, and then the Gamba Michtov, Lemur, he reduces it to a writing. That's very important, because as we've learned that in Persia, if you did not, if you did actually reduce it to a writing or a proclamation, it could not be changed. It could not be subverted. We see that in Ahasuerus. Once he reduces the Gezerah against the Jews to a writing, you see the legalistics and the twists and turns they have to do to circumvent it. Moreover, we will see that later on, after an 18-year interruption in the temple, um, Darius, Koresh's son, finds that letter, and that is used as a basis for, again, resuming the construction of the temple. So he sends it out in total proclamation. Kolomar Koresh Melech Paras, this is what Koresh says, Kol Mamlachos Ha'ores Nosan Li Hashem Elokei HaShemayim. The Kodesh Baruch Hu has given me all these nations and provinces, the Lord of HaShemayim. Notice that even Koresh here hedges his bet, as it were, because, yes, Kodesh Baruch Hu is the Lord of the heavens, but on earth, we rule, etc., uh, is what he is really saying. And he has visited upon me to build the his house in Yerushalayim, which is in Yehuda. Why the specificity? Because remember, it's a vast province. Many of them have never heard of Yerushalayim. So he is outlining to them. And the proclamation continues. Who is in all this nation, wherever you Jews are? Let God be with you. He said, Yehiel, Akimimimo, Vayal Yerushalayim, go up to Yerushalayim, Asher Yehuda. Notice he used Vayal. He uses the spiritual term for going up to Yerushalayim. Vayivin espes Hashem Elokei Yisrael, Hu Elohim, Asher Yerushalayim. To rebuild the house of the Lord, he is the God of Yerushalayim. Still not quite the acknowledgement that it's of the whole world. 
and continues Koresh, and all of those who live uh, in all these places, Jews who you people who are not Jewish, you people who are, you know, members of those nations, Bekesef, strengthen them, give them silver, ubazov, gold, uberchush, wealth, uberbehema, animals, imhanadova, including or not including in your calculation, the nadova that each person is going to give to rebuild the temple, the bedekabayas, the construction of them. Give them whatever they need. And so, Interestingly enough, the Gemara tells us in outlining a defect of Koresh, a criticism of Koresh, the word was to Koresh to build a temple. <coughs> Not to send them, but to lead them. And that the failure, says the Gemara in Megillah, the failure to himself, to Koresh, to do it himself, led to the fact being temporary, the Bayez Shani. Had he built it himself, as the Kaddish Baruch envisioned, it would have been permanent, it would have been eternal, there would have been no destruction, no Bayeshlishi. Megillah. <coughs> so now, by Yakumu Rosheho Avosli Yehuda Ubinyamin, the heads of Yehuda and Binyamin, and remember they are the only two Shratim really occupying Judea at that time. The Hakohanim Valavim, the Kohanim and the Levites that they ran the Lachola Ir Elohim, as Rucho Alos Livnos as Beis Hashem Hashem Yisholayim, and so the heads of the tribes, the heads of the families, as we're going to see, a very specific delineation of who they are, and the Kohanim and the Levim are to go up to build the Beis Hashem. The Chol Svivo Sehem. And all those around them. And Rashi says, Yisrael. They have an obligation, to strengthen their hands. Again, is other um, wealth, other accoutrements of wealth. Levad Again, that's besides the Nedavos they are to give. And now, in an added gesture, he takes out the vessels, the utensils from the temple that Nebuchadnezzar had looted. And that Nebuchadnezzar had put and defiled by putting it in his temple of Avodah Zorah. By Yotzeim Koresh Melech Paras, Ayidei Misrodas HaGizvah. He gives it to Misrodas, the treasurer. Misrodas is a very common Persian name. He was the treasurer, but not Jewish. He was apparently Persian. By Yisipreim L'Sheshbatsar. And he, Misrodas, gives it over to Sheshbatsar Hanasi LaYehuda, the head of the Kehillah. Who is Sheshbatsar? There's some of Forsham that say it is Daniel. He is called Sheshbatsar because six trials. He goes through, as we saw, six nisyonos 
from the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Others say more logically it is Zubavel. Zubavel will head the Jewish community. Zubavel, as we have learned, has impeccable genealogical connection in that he is a direct descendant of Melech David. You could not ask for more to lead the people back. So most logically, it is Zubavel. Why the middleman? Why does he give it at first to um, Mistrada? He gives it because, remember, those vessels are Tomei. To matahir them, he has to transfer them out, give it to a non-Jew, who now will transfer it to the head of the, the Jewish return. And so that supposedly um, bestows on them or renews in them the spirit of Tahara. The Ela, and now an inventory of what he gave him, Miswarim, Argitale Zahav, Shloshim, Argitale Keset Elef, Machlof and Tisha, the vessels, the cuts, Tisha, the Esrim. Kofre Zahav, Shloshim, Kofre Keset, Mishim, Arba, Meos, Esrim, Kalim, all together, 24,000 um, utensils. So now we don't know, is that the total Nebuchadnezzar looted? Or more importantly, we do know that there were more than 24,000 utensils in the first base Hamikdash. Kol Kalim la Zahav, the la Kesef, Chameshes al Payim la Arbameos, 25,400 is the total. As we say, we don't know if that was the total that Nebuchadnezzar had. We know it wasn't. The complete total that was in the base Hamikdash. Hakol Hela Sheshpatsa Imha Olos Hagola Mi Bavel Yerushalayim. He takes them up from Bavel to Yerushalayim, and in Yirtzashem we will learn exactly who were the Olim Miva Miha Hochim in that first wave. We will learn it with great specificity in Yirtzashem tomorrow, eight forty-five a.m. But there is no question, the return has in fact begun. Adkan.